Richard and Julie with you. Good to have you with us this Tuesday afternoon. Later in this half hour, it's your chance to dial in to wear a pick of tickets to see Cheap Trick Trooper and guests at the Burt Block Party later this month. This morning here on The Start, a UM sleep expert giving us advice on changing sleeping patterns now with our kids one month ahead of back to school. Same can be said of summertime device usage. With us on 680 CJOB is Dr. Dominique Lucia, a pediatrician, dad of five, chief medical officer at Baylor Scott and White McLean Children's Medical Center in Temple, Texas. Good afternoon and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's always good to have a parent's perspective of all this because I find that as parents, we all struggle with this. What are your own struggles? Well, I think like anybody else, my kids are no different, and we've actually added another, so we have six in the Lucia household. But the congratulations! Thank you so much. Thank you. The lure of the screens and really all the forms that they come in is. It's kind of a constant battle because as we've seen, these things are designed, these phones and iPads and even television programming and such are designed to really capture their attention, keep them still and keep them on for as long as possible. So we battle with that too. We have a wide range of ages in our household from one year to 15 years. And obviously it's different for each age kid. What, if anything, does that device and being connected to it as and I'm sure I'm sure that it doesn't change much depending on the border. They're saying that some kids are spending eight and a half hours a day on their devices on average in the United States. I'm sure the Canadian kids are much the same. Does it do anything to their brain development? Is that a concern? Yeah, I think there is some concern there. There's not a lot of hard data because it's pretty difficult topic to study and create a really clean prospective study like we had like in medicine as far as this type of research goes. But what we see, often anecdotal, but often in large groups of kids, is you basically see this inability to hold their attention span for a prolonged period of time because a human being in interaction is hard to compete with just everything that's coming at them from the screen, particularly when you talk about the interactivity with the screen. So there's that. And then there's the things that it takes away. And I'm, I'm big on pointing this out to parents. The things that it takes away are oftentimes that physical activity, which is needed so much for their health. And that can help with avoiding obesity, posture issues, aches and pains, eye problems because of the eye strain, and even affecting their gut, their GI, their GI system with constipation, because we're made as physical beings to be up and around and moving, and we're not doing that when we're on the screens. I have found that if at a young age you introduce these rules and you adhere to them, it's a whole lot easier than midway through, especially once they become teenagers, to say, from here on in, thou shalt be doing this. And I think that's the best advice. Start when they're young. If you're introducing them to screens when they're young, start to have those limits early. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head there. You got to start out early. Set times. It's so tempting as parents, especially when we're busy or we're in public. There's distractions. You don't want to be embarrassed because your kid's making noise. It just hand them the phone and let them veg out, especially those younger age, those toddlers. But that can really develop into really difficult times as they get older and their brains are so attuned to it and you haven't set good limits. And like you said, it's so much harder to set those limits 
later in life, particularly the teenage years when there's a natural bit of independence and rebellion going on. So starting young early is great advice. But can they, I guess the best tactic, if if you haven't done that, and, and that could be a boat that a lot of parents are, are paddling together would be sure. to wean them off. It would be like any other, and I'm going to use the word that's pretty strong here, any other addiction. Say, you know what, this is uh, August 8th. We're going to use our devices eight minutes fewer than yesterday and then nine minutes and 10 minutes and maybe use it that way, make it almost a game. Absolutely. That's a great strategy. And we really, as school begins to start, particularly here in the States, we encourage parents to two to three weeks out, you've really got to start weaning the screen time and increasing the sleep time because those are the edges that get pretty loose during the summer vacation months. And it's really hard to go cold turkey on the first day of school if you haven't moved towards that. And I'm wondering if this impacts, and I I think about myself growing up, we're probably all of a similar vintage. Um, You went to school, you used your imagination, you know, the teacher read you a book, you had to imagine what that looked like. Kids now no longer have to do that. They can, you know, look up what this monster could look like. To me, it, it really impacts that whole creative, imaginative side that I think is critical as well. Yeah, I think a lot of it does have to do with probably what they're consuming, quite frankly. If they're on the screens, too, you want to aim for high-quality, age-appropriate content. So if they're on something where they're helping create something, where they're solving problems, where they're working that out, that the technology can be an ally in that. But you're right in the sense that we've heard from teachers, particularly those in the creative arts, that do feel because kids get that information just in a moment's notice and are able to look up these images, videos, facts immediately, that that part of their brain probably is a little atrophied. So it's up to us to build them up. Thanks so much for popping on this afternoon. Good luck with your your half dozen. And um, I appreciate you popping on and providing some practical advice to Canadian parents. Glad to do it. Hang in there, parents out there, and keep, keep the good fight up. Dr. Dominic Lucci is a pediatrician, data six, and the chief medical officer at Baylor Scott and White McLean Children's Medical Center. We found him in Temple, Texas.